Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. This is episode 41. We are in our new spring semester here in 2023, and we are talking about rest. And each week this semester, we're going to talk a little bit about something that the Bible teaches us about rest. And since we just talked about it uh, two episodes ago in our Dear Younger Me series, I thought, let's just go ahead we kind of gave a tease. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's talk about Sabbath. Yeah. We'll just start there. Which is the most, I think, obvious form of rest in the Bible. So probably what most people would equate it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet I think it's something that is not discussed a Mm -hmm. ton, probably misunderstood a lot, not practiced well. No, definitely not in our culture. Right. (laughs) It flies in the face of everything about our culture. So yeah, so we're going to talk about this concept of Sabbath. And goodness, we're we're probably going to just bounce all over the Bible and all over this topic today. Yes, buckle up. (laughs) We've been discussing it all morning here in our office. And there's so many things that we can say. So we're just praying that the Holy Spirit will guide our discussion and that each of us will take something away from this. Yeah. And it's going to be different for all of us. And that's Mm -hmm. why if you are in a life group, we're really excited for the discussion today. Right. um, Because it will be deeply personal, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So let's just talk about what is Sabbath. Do you want to kick us off or you want me to go? You kick us off. All right. What is Sabbath? So Sabbath is going to originate, like it goes all the way back to creation, right? And this is a rhythm of life that God actually put into motion for us. So the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means to stop or to rest. So it's a cessation of our usual activity. It's intentional rest. It's choosing to not work for the purpose of resting. Um, it doesn't mean we do nothing. Right. There, there. We can do things. We don't just sit around and stare at the wall on on our Sabbath <laughs> yeah. day. But it it means that we're going to stop striving, stop working, and just enjoy and receive for one day a week. So God um, created the world, we know, in six days. And then on the seventh day, God rested. Now, I think it's important for us to just consider that, right? Yeah. God took a break. He doesn't need to. No. Like, God did not need to Sabbath. He didn't work so much that he right. had no choice. Like, to oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not what happened. God took a break. And so, for me, what I see in that is there is tremendous value in rest. And God is showing us that with his example, right? He's showing us all of this work. And every time he worked, he said, it is good. Work is 
good. But then he takes this day and it says in the creation story that he blessed that day and made it holy. So all of these other days of working were good, but then this day of resting is actually holy. Mm -hmm. So God in a sense, made the Sabbath day for us, but he also made us to need Sabbath. And we can talk more about that later, but God created this for us and he gives it to us as a gift. Here is the seventh day, this day where you don't work, where you just enjoy. And so if we look again at God's example, what did he do on that day? I think he just sat back and admired his handiwork. Yeah, right? enjoyed creation. Enjoyed creation. He just marveled and delighted in these people that he had made and these beautiful animals and nature, like all of this. He just sat back and enjoyed and received and was just blessed by um, by enjoying enjoying this, right? He set us this example. And so I think for us, we just have to, Stop and look at God's example and then say, wow, okay, God did not need to rest, but God rested. Mm-hmm. We have so many excuses yes. for not taking Sabbath, but we have to, like, the answer is always, but God did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. God did. He chose to. And there's a reason he did. And he set us that example. I don't know. What does that speak to you? Like, God did this. What does that say to you? Like when you think of that and you think, man, God did this. Well, what does that speak to your one heart? One thing that keeps coming to my brain is um, the is it we need to rest to work, not work to rest. Mm. Which because like we said, he didn't mm-hmm. work so hard that he ran himself ragged and mm-hmm. then he had no choice but to rest. Because mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. Sometimes mm-hmm. our bodies will give out because we work ourselves to that point. Mm-hmm. So this is an intentional choice Mm -hmm. in being obedient because God did tell us to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like you said, it's a gift and that day is blessed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to answer your question, but I definitely think it's very important. (laughs) Right, right. And, you know, okay, so if we want to talk, because you just said he told us to do this, right? So Mm -hmm. if we look at the Ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Mm -hmm. All your other days, you're supposed to labor, blah, blah, blah. But on this day, you don't, right? You take this rest from your work. So when we look at that, here's a command of scripture where God is telling us to do this. Now, of course, do we live in the new covenant? Do like, do all the old Testament laws apply to us? Blah, 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 blah. Like, I understand that. But I think there's always value in looking at the Old Testament laws, particularly the Ten Commandments, because these are the ones that he gave his people like, these are the top 10. These are the most important. So these are just general principles for life. And so we need to look at them and say, what is God's heart Mm. behind, in particular, these 10 laws, these 10 rules, these 10 commandments? So what's God's heart behind saying, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it Mm -hmm. holy? Keeping it holy means literally set apart. Setting like this aside. day should yes. be set aside. God's saying, set one day a week aside. What's his heart behind that? Yeah. And we've talked a lot throughout the podcast about sin and mm-hmm. 
um, it just being missing the mark, missing mm-hmm. God's best for us. Mm-hmm. So we know that he doesn't tell us things to um, just be bossy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he mm-hmm. tells us that because he wants what's best for us. Mm-hmm. He wants us to set this aside because it is what is going to bring us the most blessing. It is what's going to be right. the best for us. Right. Right. So his heart behind this is to love us, is to yes. bless us, is to take care of us. So yes, so we have to look at that. Like this is God's heart is to care for us, to bless us, to love us. When we think of, you know, the verse that says every good and perfect thing comes from above. Like Sabbath is something from God. It is a gift for us. And I don't think many of us consider it as a gift, consider God's heart behind us, that behind it, that this is for us, not against us, right? So our society tells us, be busy, do more, fill your days, fill your weekends, activity, go, 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 strive, strive, strive. You've never got enough. You always want more, you know, society tells us, and that is good. That's what society says. Mm -hmm. And that is good. Busyness is good. And here God's saying, No. no, this is what's best. This is what's good for you. And if you will just receive this gift I have for you, right? Like Jesus talks about the abundant life. I think this is part of it. It's we have to live in these rhythms where rest, where Sabbath is a part of our rhythm. God's heart is for us to have the best Mm -hmm. life. And we've bought the lie that what Satan, what our society offers is better. And it's so indoctrinated in, in everything in our society that we just accept it and don't say we we're more it's more common i think for people to argue with sabbath than to oh, argue with yes. society right yeah we it's it's common to say oh but i can't oh but um, oh there's so many reasons that right, people right? don't there's so many reasons people don't so we're more likely going to argue with god who created us and who gave us this for a reason and for a blessing we're more likely going to say i can't or the, and this is why than to say wait a minute society you're wrong yeah there's better right so i think the first step then to sabbathing would be Mm -hmm. changing your heart posture instead of um looking at it as god is against me he's trying to take from me into Mm -hmm. he is for me he loves me Mm -hmm. he wants what's best for me and he's giving me this gift of rest right So I, yeah, so for that, and we were just talking like, there are tons of books, there are tons Mm -hmm. of podcasts, there are tons of resources where we can go and we might touch on this briefly here later, where you can go and say like, what should Sabbath look like? What could Sabbath look like? But we think at the heart of it all, we have to address why aren't we? Why aren't we doing this? Why don't we do this? Because if we don't reflect on our hearts, if we aren't willing to say, and that's why we think this is such an important discussion for life groups or friend groups, or you need to sit down and have this talk with somebody. Mm -hmm. We think this is so important because if we don't address the heart, we will not change. Yeah, I agree with you. (laughs) Totally. I can, we can sit here and we can say, God made this and this is so good. And we can know all the benefits, but if we don't understand why we aren't. And listen, we both have had to do that. Mm-hmm. We've both had to figure <laughs> out where, yeah, mm-hmm. what our heart posture was, what was the heart issue mm-hmm. behind why we weren't Sabbathing. Mm-hmm. And it can change with seasons, too. Absolutely. So some Absolutely. of them that we've thought of um, is that simply maybe you haven't been taught mm-hmm. how important Sabbath is or even how to do it. Or why. Or, yeah. Any of that. Yeah. Right. So that's a maybe really simple. Didn't grow up in the church. Yeah. And you just don't know. Right. So 
totally understandable. What are like, a couple books? Like you said, there's a lot of books. What are yeah, some of your There favorites? are a lot of books um, on this. So I think the one <laughs> I was telling you, I keep like starting and then restarting mostly because I want to absorb it all. So I am taking so much time going through it. But The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry mm-hmm. by John Mark Comer, he just talks like big picture about the hurry pace hurried pace of our society and how Jesus's pace was never hurried but he's got whole chapters devoted to Sabbath in there but I just like the way he lines all of that up to talk about Sabbath so he's got some really good things to say um Jefferson Bethke and his wife Allison Alicia sorry Jefferson Bethke and his wife um (laughs) they have a podcast um where they will talk often about Sabbath but he's also written to hell with the hustle Mm -hmm. um he's got some other things that he's done with Sabbath they're they're a bunch they're you know that's just a couple real quick off the top of my head um but it's been kind of a trending topic in the last few years is this idea of sabbath if you would literally put sabbath into a podcast search engine you're gonna find a ton of resources so it is just something that some of us don't know about so easy to go learn about it definitely learn about it if you're not doing it because you don't know So we also touched on this. Mm -hmm. We've accepted the lies that society teaches us Mm -hmm. that you can have more if you just keep hustling. Mm -hmm. That's that was such a popular word. Mm -hmm. I don't I do not like that (laughs) word. But if you just Mm -hmm. hustle and they've even termed like coined it into being a mom, the mom hustle and Mm -hmm. just all of these things. Society tells us if we just keep going, if we just keep going, we'll finally reach whatever it is that you're longing for. And that is a lie. And that's something that Comer talks about when he talks about Sabbath is that that we all have this longing for more. And he talks about the fact that you're always going to long for more. And the next thing, like one vacation is just going to lead to the longing for the next vacation. And one achievement is just going to lead to a longing for the next achievement. And one size of house is just going to lead to the longing for the next size We've of house. We've all seen that in our right. lives. If we're honest with ourselves, we do. Right. We always want more. And that's right. just yeah. our nature yeah. until we rest in God. God. Yeah. 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 And he quotes uh, St. Augustine in that. And I wore my sweatshirt today. You all can't see it, but it's it has the Augustine quote on it yes, right it there. Does. I will vouch for Our her. hearts are restless until they find their rest in him. And that's the point of Sabbath is that we're going to always have those longings. We're always going to be restless unless we learn to rest in God. So yeah. Um, why else don't we Sabbath? Maybe it's that we haven't ever experienced true Sabbath. And so we said there's a few things that might contribute to this. One of them is maybe just that we didn't understand what Sabbath truly is. So for many years, I think my version of Sabbath was just like, I didn't do my work work mm-hmm. on the day that I took a Sabbath, right? So I still did my chores at the house or, you know, I maybe I did a deep clean of the house. So I was actually working even more, but in my mind, because I wasn't doing like, this isn't my job, I'm not getting paid for this. So therefore I'm Sabbathing, mm. right? And did you ever feel rested <laughs> or restored no, afterwards? No, of course right. not. So I think sometimes we haven't experienced true Sabbath because we don't understand what actually to do. Mm -hmm. on Sabbath. And then you said sometimes it's just because we haven't tried long enough. Like it's a new discipline. When I was at first really diving headfirst into Sabbath, I 
just go all out. And mm-hmm. so I got rid of my phone on Sundays mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it did not feel good for the first few Sundays because my brain is so hardwired mm-hmm. to rest in quotations in my phone or <laughs> I'm out on Instagram or call people or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So the first few didn't feel restful mm-hmm. because I was breaking an addiction <laughs> to my phone. Right. Um, right. And then as I continued on, I started seeing it. So I would definitely say that if you're changing up a big part of your week and your rhythms, Mm -hmm. it might take a little bit until you feel um, the benefits and the restoration from it. So just keep going. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a really good encouragement. Some of us don't like to acknowledge our limits. And I Mm. think a big part of Sabbath is the acknowledgement that I have limits and mm-hmm. I can't do everything. And this one's kind of a hard one for achieving people to stomach or to grasp or even to to just say, yeah, I do have limits. And therefore, because I have limits, because my body cannot go 24-7, 365, I'm going to choose to be faithful and honor God in this. And we don't like that. Like we no. want to be Superman. We want to be Superwoman. We want to be God. Yep. (laughs) That was my problem. I'm speaking for myself because I felt like it all rested on me. And if I didn't do it on that seventh day or Mm -hmm. whatever day of Sabbath, Mm -hmm. then it was going to fall through the cracks and everything was going to fall apart. And when I realized I was thinking that that's when I stopped Mm -hmm. um, and was intentional about, okay, God is going to carry me through Mm -hmm. if I don't do Mm -hmm. one day. And he actually calls me to that. So, yeah. And I think we said the other week when we talked about Sabbath, over and over again, if we honor God in Sabbath, God will honor and bless our work Mm -hmm. on the other six days, and we will be more productive than we could have been in seven. So there's also that piece where, yeah, we have to recognize I am not God. This is pride that's keeping me working on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. But guess what? If I humble myself and am obedient and only work six days, I will be more productive than I could have been in seven. So, um, and we kind of said this in another one too, but it's really not restful for me when I just take the seventh day and I don't prepare for it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so making sure that I have dinner Mm -hmm. that day instead Mm -hmm. of scrambling for it or, um, but preparation I think is really important in Sabbath. And like Karen had said, I think it was two weeks ago, but he will bless that preparation Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. more than Mm -hmm. if you were to do it on the seventh. Yep. Yep. Uh, This one, I guess, comes out of another lie that our society has taught us, but we humans (laughs) have made work or busyness an idol. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about the Sabbath day and keeping it holy, part of that is taking the time to acknowledge God, to sit in God's presence, to glory in him, to revel in who he is and what he's doing in the world and in our lives. And we uh, don't like to talk about idolatry. Mm in Christian circles in America today. We don't like to talk about that, but we have made work an idol or busyness an idol. And it is something that we worship and we don't like to say that, but we honor busyness more than we honor God. Yeah. Like a lot of us won't even give God the one hour a week to come and worship him, let alone giving him a day. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we were talking before how even um, sports have 
you know, kids sports have played a big piece into that, but so have professional sports. And so have like, there are a lot of things that are vying for our attention and our worship. And we choose to honor them over honoring God, or we choose to give them our attention over giving God our attention. So these are big, deep swallow kind of words that we're saying here, but, but busyness and the American lifestyle has become an idol that keeps us from Sabbathing and experiencing true rest. Yeah, definitely. How oh, about, this one's hard. Yeah. <laughs> this one kind of goes along with what I was saying, mm-hmm. but we don't mm-hmm. trust God. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't trust that he is carrying us, mm-hmm. that it mm-hmm. isn't us, that it's him. Mm-hmm. Or that he will get done in six days. What, oh, yeah. You know, we don't trust that. No, we think it all is us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes back to we think we're God or mm-hmm. we put ourselves in his place. So, yeah, we don't trust God. That's a reason some of us don't Sabbath. Uh, some of it is we are just plain disobedient. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking of the words like the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is so weak. Yes. And um, there's so many things in life that we just take the easy road, but it boils down to disobedience. Like we just flat are choosing to disobey God. We know we should do it and we don't. I hate being in that cycle. <sighs> I've been there. <laughs> so have I. So have I. It's just... It's, it's really hard, but um, that's why we need to sit down and we need to wrestle through this. Why am I not? And there's probably a million other reasons, and some of them are outside of our control, and you wanted to speak to one of those that's yeah. that's outside of some people's control. Um, my husband has worked crazy mm-hmm. hours and shift work and things like that, mm-hmm. that um, most of the jobs he really did pray a lot about and felt like God was calling him to. And we even talked about, like, ER doctors or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's so many different mm-hmm. jobs that you don't have that seventh day off a week and your mm-hmm. schedule mm-hmm. looks different. Um, so we wanted to talk about not making that an excuse, mm-hmm. um, but being intentional. It might require more intentionality mm-hmm. than if you did work right. six days and have the seventh day off. Right. Um, an idea Karen had was if you're going into So my husband, Stephen, would work two weeks at a time and have one week off. So maybe you, before you go in, you rest on Mm -hmm. that day before you go to work. Mm -hmm. And then you come out and you take another Sabbath. Take a Sabbath. And so they might not be one a week, but Mm -hmm. like Karen was telling me earlier, you could stack them. Mm -hmm. Or you just kind of have to be intentional and creative and definitely pray about what that will look like. But it's not impossible. And it's Mm -hmm. not an excuse to just not Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it's something that God calls us to, it's worth looking into. And so you have to look at what is within my control. Mm -hmm. So this part of my work schedule is not, but I have these other days that are what is within my control. And then we honor God with that. And I think when we choose to honor God and say, God, I am doing my best to be obedient Mm -hmm. within the parameters I'm currently in. I don't have the luxury of changing jobs right now Mm -hmm. to a job where I can work a regular five-day week. I don't have that luxury. Therefore, I'm going to do my best to honor you with the time I have left. And I think when we honor him, he blesses us. Yeah, he, yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's, I think that's good. Let's, let's talk just for a minute. We don't want to linger here, like I said, on what can Sabbath look like or what do we do? You know, I was just talking about like taking that day to honor God and to, to really focus on God. And so many t- times we 
let other day, things fill our day. Mm-hmm. But it's not like we just spend a whole day reading our Bibles. No. <laughs> no, and sometimes it could. But right. most of the time, especially if you have little children or mm-hmm. big children or anything, mm-hmm. um, that's not what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's changed well within the seasons, like actual mm-hmm. weather seasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also seasons of life. Um And it's really about, I think, what is going to restore you Mm -hmm. instead of take from you. Mm -hmm. And so sitting down, that's going to look different for everyone. For me, it's not doing the dishes or laundry or cleaning Mm -hmm. because cleaning is something I do. And it takes obedience Mm -hmm. for me to not clean Mm -hmm. on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, But then enjoying just my husband and daughter um, And that looks different, too. Sometimes we do have movie days. That Mm -hmm. is not every, I'm not saying numb out every time, but Mm -hmm. sometimes that is restful for us Mm -hmm. and we just enjoy each other's company. Um, We do read the Bible or sometimes we go to the mountains or you don't Mm -hmm. have to sit at home. We've even gone swimming at the rec center, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're just really intentional about Mm -hmm. enjoying God's creation and that he's given us each other as Mm -hmm. a family. Mm -hmm. Um, What about for you? Yeah. Well, I I, you know, I'm reading Sacred Rest right now. And the one thing that she was talking about that really, I think, helps me. I think it's good to help define for others. Mm-hmm. But she talked about kind of like filling activities. What is going to fill you up mm-hmm. so that you come out of that day more energized and more able to pour out. Yes. So it is, it's those things. What is going to bring you joy? And I think uh, John Mark Comer said the same thing. Like if you could think about like what day would you would end with just the most joy, (laughs) what would that day be? You know? And, but I love that she talked about that, like filling activities rather than pouring. And I know there are some of us who are going to immediately argue and say, well, I feel fulfilled when I am serving others. Well, I feel fulfilled when I'm doing, okay. All right. I'm going to just talk to that right now because I'm right there in the boat with you. So I feel like I can say this. (laughs) Um, Yes, there are some of us who love to do. There are some of us who love to give, but this is about receiving. It is not about doing. And we cannot use that as an excuse to keep doing on that seventh day. And if you want to look at it that way, Mm -hmm. if you really, really love to give and serve, Mm -hmm then take a Sabbath and you'll be able to do it better Mm -hmm. the other days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is about what is going to be filling you, filling your cup so that you can better pour out on those other days. I think um, ceasing from striving, ceasing from chasing those longings, those desires we talked about, just having that time to rest in God, having that time to be filled. So for me, like when I think about, um, when I really think about what will fill me, like you, you talked about those mind numbing activities and there is research that we'll talk about that is not rest, right? Like mm-hmm. even watching TV, watching a movie, I just saw something that said, actually, those are very draining activities yeah. because of the emotions that are involved in that watching movies and TV, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's so, so when we talk about there's seven types of rest, then that's going to take a lot of emotional 
toll mm-hmm. or mental toll on us. So it's not actually filling us. It may actually be depleting us. Like the act of sitting with our family, like that's where you're saying like yeah. the rest for me is being together. Right. We're holding hands, we're cuddling, we're just chilling on the couch. So you're getting the physical and maybe even yeah. the social rest that you need, mm-hmm. but it might be pulling from us in another way. So then it's what, you know, for some people reading is very um, good rest, right? So like for me, I want to read something that's going to fill me up. Again, that's not going to be emotionally draining and also is not going to be work-related. So I'm not going to read something leadership, like I'm not reading to learn. I'm reading to be filled. So I think that's always the thing that we can look at is, is this going to fill my cup or is this in some way going to deplete me? You know, mm-hmm. and then we have to weigh too. Like sometimes the physical social rest that you're receiving in watching that movie today. And again, you're not watching movies for 20 hours no. straight. You're watching a movie, yeah. right? So that to you in that moment, that's the kind of rest you need. And it's okay. Like the emotional wear and tear, whatever it's going to have, isn't that big of a deal. So it's all like we have to weigh it all and it's going to look different every week. And one week it might be playing Legos with your kid. And one week Mm -hmm. it might be jumping on the trampoline with your kid. And one week it might be making a five course meal for your family because you get to do it slowly all afternoon. And then you get to sit around the table and enjoy together. But for somebody else, that might not be restful because they hate cooking and it feels like work to them. And so there's so much nuance to this that I really don't think we can tell yeah, people that this is how you Sabbath. That definition you gave is great because yeah. it does. It, it looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should be something we look forward to. Yes. Sabbath shouldn't be like, oh, and now I don't get to work. Oh, now I have to, you know, we don't go into it reluctantly. It's something that is like, this is our joy and I can't wait for that day. And when we get to that point, like of doing it habitually and regularly, then it fuels so much. Um, So John Mark Comer was talking about how it's like a soccer practice. Mm. You want to read that quote that he, that he said, I thought it was so interesting. Sabbath is the primary discipline by which we cultivate a spirit of restfulness in our lives as a whole. The Sabbath is to a spirit of restfulness. What a soccer practice is to a match or band practice is to a show. It's how we practice. It's how we prepare our minds and bodies for the moments that matter most. And again, that was John Mark Comer. Yeah. I just think that's, it's a practice. Like it's a spiritual discipline. It's teaching us. And we will get another week into looking at what Hebrews has to say about rest, which I think this kind of plays into. But, you know, he's saying it's preparing us for the moments that matter most. It's cultivating a spirit of restfulness. Doesn't that sound so much better than a spirit of striving? Yes. <laughs> yes. But I also think that it takes changing your heart posture and just doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think to my husband, mm-hmm. it would probably sound that much better. Like he, right, right. he has to be so intentional about when he rests because he, mm-hmm. he is in the habit of striving mm-hmm. and he knows that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) We'll just talk about this now. I told you I had an epiphany in the Mm -hmm, shower this mm -hmm. morning. And uh, well, I was going to ask you, what do you go into? What mm -hmm. activity, Karen, do you go into? um, Not with not with a great heart posture because of the work it takes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be camping. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So 
So I was just, I had this revelation, like that Sabbath is like camping. Okay. So there's some of you just hold on because (laughs) some of you hate camping. Some of you love it. And I'm probably going to upset both of you, but um, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So to me, the reason I don't like camping is because it takes so much work in my mind. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, Paul's parents had a camper and they would go camping really regularly in the summer. Right. And so he grew up camping. And so we tried a few times. He tried. <laughs> I've tried. Um, I have given it an effort. And I'm always like, oh my word, this takes so much work. Like you have to, I, was, I feel like you have to pack up your entire kitchen. You have to take pots and pans and food and spices and you have to plan the whole menu for the whole week. And you have to make sure you have all the groceries because when you're camping, you can't run to the store like I can on a normal night, five minutes from my house. Now I know you live 20 minutes from the store, so you're used to this. But for me, I'm like, I can run to the store whenever I need to, right? So it's a lot of work to plan all of that. And then I have to pack clothes for everybody. And then I have to pack bedding for everybody. And then we have to get firewood. And then we like, I feel like there is so much work to set up to get to camping, to get into the woods. And then you camp. And I'm going to skip over that. And I'm going to get to the end where it's like, (laughs) and now I have all this stuff to put away again. And it just feels to me like this is way too much work. But now I'm going to get to the middle part when you're there. And that's the payoff, right? My family loves being in the woods. They love it. And I think it's because we all feel so close to God there because we have to slow down there Mm -hmm. and because you can just enjoy God and enjoy nature and enjoy each other. And so everything about it when we're there, other than the bugs, I hate the bugs and the dirt, but everything else we enjoy, like we enjoy each other. We enjoy the campfires. We enjoy the fishing. We enjoy the hiking. We enjoy just sitting around and not having a schedule or not being able to use technology. Like we love everything about it when we're there, but it takes a great amount amount of intentionality. And so this morning I was just thinking, does that benefit because we love it so much actually outweigh the work that I dread to do it? And probably the answer is yes. And that's a lot like Sabbath. We, you said earlier, we need to be intentional and we need to prepare for it. So it means we live our other six days differently so that we don't have to catch up and finish all the work and all the chores on Sunday. It means that we prep and know what our meal plan is going into it. Maybe it means we even make a plan for what we're going to do on that Sabbath. But there's work in order to rest, but the benefit of the rest outweighs the work it took to get there. Definitely. And I know I asked you this earlier, but sometimes I think we need to simplify. <laughs> right. To get there. right. She's telling me, Karen, you don't need to take your whole kitchen yeah. to, go, <laughs> to go camping. Take some hot dogs and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably that's true. Like for camping. Yes, absolutely. Probably <laughs> true. I'm probably taking too much. But also, and those of you who it is become a lifestyle, right? Like they leave their campers stocked. They well, leave their yeah. campers set up. So it isn't a work every or time I you was go. Even when we go, we don't go a lot. We have a um, a couple. What are the like like totes? Totes. Or something. I was going to mm-hmm. say big Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Um, totes. <laughs> yes, you have your big Tupperware yeah. filled with your camping filled things. with our camping things, and we mm-hmm. have pots that are specifically for it and things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. we do have to do a little bit, but right. mostly we just grab and go. 
Right. So you could prepare for Sabbath like that too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to take your whole kitchen. (laughs) You can, you can simplify for Sabbath and even your preparation for Mm it. Um, Yeah. So anyway, that was (laughs) my epiphany of the week. But before we wrap up, let's just real quick touch on the fact that science backs this up. And I love Mm -hmm. when there are scientific studies that will prove what the Bible tells us to do, that this is the best way. And there have been scads of them. Like just look it up and look for research that supports Sabbath or um, science behind rest, things like that. It is proven. God gave us this rhythm and he created our bodies to need it. So one study I will just mention very quickly, there was a study of Seventh-day Adventists and they are super, super careful about keeping Sabbath. Like it is a, like a law to them, right? Like they take a day that is Sabbath. It's Saturday for them. Speaking of which, your Sabbath can be any day. Yeah, you can pick the day. (laughs) So we'll just leave that little tidbit. But anyway, there was this huge, huge long study of a group of Seventh-day Adventists in California and the people who lived all around them. And at the end of this, I mean, it was decades worth. Anyway, they found that the Seventh-day Adventists lived on average seven to 10 years longer than their counterparts who were not having Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the science behind that, if you're looking at a life average lifespan and then adding 10 years to it, that's the equivalent of having that one day off a week. So if they take that one day of rest a week, it's almost like it's just tacking on to the end of their life. Every time they took that off and then they, well, I don't know, but then they ended up with these years, seven to 10 more years. So their bodies were enjoying the benefit of the rest weekly, but then they enjoyed the benefit of the rest in that their life was prolonged. Like it's just healthier. Mm -hmm. People are always looking for like, what's going to keep me alive longer? What's the fountain of youth? Guess what? Rest. It's rest. It's Sabbath. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. It's, it's just crazy. I, I mean, I just, I remember reading studies about it like way back in college, even just about needing rest in our daily routine and all of that. Like there's so much science that proves that God's way of doing things is the best way. Mm-hmm. So talk to somebody about this. Don't just, you know, sit and stew or get angry in your head and want to fight us. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to somebody about this. And I think we all need to just really lean into why we don't Sabbath and then try it. And like Brooklyn said earlier, keep Keep trying and figure changing out what works. it. Yeah, figure right. out what works. Yeah, Don't get if you stuck. Need to change it. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I'm going to actually change mine up and do it a little bit more intentionally. <laughs> it's a yeah. little convicting. Yeah, yeah, and it can look like so many things. So many things. I yeah. Look into some of those resources we talked about. Google some podcasts on it. Study for yourself what Sabbath can be. Um, And we'd love to hear from you if it is changing your life, if it is a rhythm that is blessing you. We would love to hear about that. We would. So, all right. Well, you all take care. Have a good week. We will talk to you again next week, a little bit more about rest. And in the meantime, keep Keep looking looking above. above.